Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to write this down today as we are in this series. I really need you to um, get that the team is doing such a good job. You, you're going to have to stay on top of the podcast um, over this next month. I'm preaching faith all the way into the year. I ain't coming out of it. Did a three-day, um, as, as you guys are giving, I'm almost playing. Podcasts, they start, start popping that up there sometimes if they don't know how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, go see somebody with a shirt on that says here to help. They'll figure it out for you. You need to down, all you people with phones, you need to down, download the podcast, the Relevant Church podcast. You got to listen to stuff. If you don't come Wednesday and Sunday, you're going to miss it. It's in succession. It goes from Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday, when, it goes, same, boom. I just keep rolling. Wednesday night, I was talking about something that if you miss, if you miss, I'm gonna start putting a demand on growth. Okay, now just exp- hear my heart. Everybody watching by the internet, God bless you guys. I'm gonna put a demand on your spiritual growth. That means you're gonna have to be committed to something. You don't need to listen to everything, but you better be listening to something. If you're part of this house, you need to be listening to what I'm talking about because it goes in. It's like a one, two, three, four, five. It keeps rolling. You gotta learn about faith. Okay, very important now. You never learn enough about faith, okay? So I'm in this thing all year long. So get the thing. You know how to get it. If you don't know how to get it, go to your apps, figure it out. Ask your neighbor. Somebody will tell you. Okay, done. You got it. But you got you to be dedicated to something. Well, I don't come on. I only come on Sunday. Well, then you better listen to Wednesday. Otherwise, you miss something. Only if you want it. I'm not, am I demanding it? I should give you a test before I let you back in. I always said that. I should go to the door and say, did you do last week's assignment? No, did not let you back in this week. And then you come back when you finish your homework. People are crazy. Oh, I want to learn. Come on, what are you going to learn? You come in here and just sit here. You got you to gotta apply this stuff. But I'll tell you what, I get a few people that will apply it, you're going to light the world on fire. I want to slip in this thing. So let me, let's just get in this thing, okay? God told you to walk by faith. I told you to live by faith. I told you to obtain the promises of God with faith. I told you in Ephesians, you protect yourself with faith. Can't clearly identify it. Don't know whether we're in it. Don't know whether it's working. How in the world are you going to do this? Hebrews said you please God with faith. Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, 6 says the only thing that pleases God is faith. If you can't quantify it, identify it, and understand whether you're in it or not, how in the world do we even know what we're doing with it? So now I'm on a quest to figure out what in the world we got to find out because if we don't know how it works, what in the world do we know? How do you know you're in it? And how do you know you're going to say, worst feeling in the world is waiting for something to happen and you don't have the exchange to make it happen? And this is the problem. You've got to understand something here. And I talked about this earlier today, and I'm going to pull it all together. I don't know where we're going today. We'll go all over the place. Just keep pulling. God said in the Word of God, in the book of Romans, that faith is a law. I don't know much about things, but I understand the laws of something mean they have components and elements that make it work the same way every time, all the time. So just like gravity is a law, there's laws. Guess what? There's operational systems that work with faith that if you work the system of it, it has to work the same all the time, every time. So the question is, faith is not a hit or miss, maybe going to happen. Faith is an understanding of how the laws of faith work. And if I understand how the laws work of a matter, then I can get it to work the same every time. But if I don't understand those laws of application or how they admin, how to administer it, then I'm not going to get it to work, and that's not God's fault. That's our responsibility. So then I got to get around something or someone or somehow find out how do these laws work because if I don't understand the laws of faith, if I don't operate in it, it's not, God's not like, you know, waving pixie dust out of the sky going, oh, you get it, and you don't get it, and I like you. No, he's no respecter of person. So if people are going to get it to work, we have to understand the laws of how it operates. So the question I got is, what are the laws of it? How does it work? How does it do my stuff? Because I'm tired of not seeing stuff come to pass that I want to come to pass. And here's the scariest thing of all. Are we waiting for something in our life to come to pass that we are not in the position to receive of faith. Because the Bible said you got to have faith to receive. So are we just trapped in time? Because time doesn't change nothing. Faith changes everything. So that gets you a little nervous because you want people to succeed in life and not not succeed. And this is why people quit. 
It's why people get mad. This is why people get upset. It's why people don't want to go to church and they think God's big, whatever. I don't really want to get into that. They don't know nothing, some of these people, and they're not learning what to do, and therefore you can't get mad at God for a law and a system that he lives by himself. Now, listen to what I'm saying here. If God lives by and operates in the system of faith, me and you are going to have to live and operate in the system of faith. So here's my question. He's not asking you to do nothing that he didn't do. So if he had to live by it, don't you think me and you were going to have to live by it? You better believe it. But what is it? I love the church. Now, listen, I'm, I know that's why we're teaching it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. I'm going to get it to you. But if it's, it, oh, faith is a substance of things, hope for its evidence, things not seen. I get it. But what is that? How do I know whether I'm in it or not? How can I quantify whether I'm in it or not if it's the key to me receiving things? Are you catching where I'm going? So people are waiting for empty stuff, empty promise, empty faith, empty this, empty that. And 10 years from now, everything's the same way because you don't have the price tag of exchange. You know what I'm saying? It's like waiting in a line and you got a bag full of stuff, groceries, you got no money in your pocket. And you think you're going to hit the thing and they're going to just go, oh, okay, today's a great day. It's everything. No, you're just going to be like, look, bro, go put the stuff back because you don't have the currency. You don't have the currency. You don't have the currency to pay for the product. You got to have the currency. Faith's the currency of heaven. Faith is the currency of heaven. And without it, God can't. Now, here's the thing. Now, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about here. God can't do it for you without faith. Get rid of this sovereign nonsense that God just is like a fairy pixie dust goofball. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous nonsense. I'm going to tell you when God was sovereign, when he handed out gifts, and that's about it. Everything else is done through prayer and the word. Because gifts, you didn't decide what you were going to get. You understand that? You understand what that means, sovereign? He gave you gifts. I can't, this ain't some job. Like one day, roping up a Rolodex, going to be a preacher. Goofball nonsense. You understand? You can play, sing, all that stuff. I can't sing. Pastor Liz told everybody in Belgium, I can't sing. Yeah, she threw me right under the bus. I told them their ears were broke. <laughs> Come on, you see what you see what I'm saying? You can't pick, but that's sovereign. That's sovereign. But all this other stuff works in principles. Principles. If you work the, what are the principles of faith? Yeah, well, hello. This is why you here. See what I'm saying? What are the principles of it? How's it come? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. What if you don't believe what you hear? Here we go. Right? Think about this, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull you in because this is, this is good. You're going to start seeing it. Here's the thing. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, what do I do with what I hear? Is hearing enough? What happens, what, what happens if you're a rejecter of what you hear? I heard it, but I'm not, I'm not believing it. Now what do I do? What do I do now? What do I do? I say, oh, you know, I got to, no, what do I do now? How do I form beliefs? How do I strengthen beliefs? Where, do, where does faith grow if it even grows at all? It doesn't grow before, it grows after. See, this thing's spinning your wheels now. Now your head's going to work. But here's what, you know what bothered me the most? Go around the whole country, go around the whole world, go around the whole world, go around the whole world, watching people waiting for stuff that ain't coming to pass and nobody trying to figure it out. And I'm not saying I got the market on this. By no means do I. I'm just, I'm just a little aggravated about it. That if this is the only thing that pleases God, makes God happy, obtains promises, keeps me protected, that I can't, I clearly, easily identify probably the most important subject in the Bible because you're saved by faith through grace. You understand it? So how in the world does this stuff work? I'm going to tell you right here now. You stick with me for two months. By the time then 2020 comes, you're going to flip the world upside down. Now, I'm telling you, listen to me, because there's laws in operation in this thing. Because we've been listening to this stuff for a long time. So I mean, well, faith come by hearing, 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 hearing. Give me a break. You've been hearing forever not doing nothing. I ain't getting into all that nonsense. Bust this stuff up and get it to you. And then you could argue with me all you want. You ain't going to be right because this is a fight you ain't going to win. Because I'm scary here. Because I picked it apart. I'm not, sometimes you got to find out what it's not to find out what it is. You understand that? 
You got to find out what it's not. And half the stuff I heard is what it's not. Fake grow. It grows. It don't grow. Don't buy this stuff. Fake growth. That's why you're immobile. That's why some of you don't step out on nothing. Because somebody told you, faith grows. And you go, oh, I guess I'm not developed in faith yet to go get the big stuff. Good preaching, Pastor Chris. You're awesome. Yeah, thanks. Amen. I know. Come on. No, come on. Get this stuff out of your head. Faith grows. Well, then when do I do something if it grows? When do I finally step out? Do I have developed enough faith now that I can go do something? Faith does not grow until after it's been released. And guess who determines how fast it grows? Not God, you. You better get ready for today. Because when you're done considering and staggering, and you keep glory in your mouth, faith will speed the process up. Come on, somebody. You're going to get in this thing. All right? And you're going to do it. Because here's the thing. Today we're going to talk about persuasions. So write that down. Faith is a persuasion. Okay? Now, let's write this down now. We're going to go get going here. I'm going to skip some of this other stuff because you got to figure out where your beliefs are coming from. Faith is a persuasion. Okay? It is a firm persuasion. It is a conviction based upon hearing. The, the, the basic Greek translation of persuasion is, is, is faith. It's, the, it's like pistis. It's like 4100 or something like that in the Greek lexicon. And it basically says faith is a persuasion. The first definition is it's a persuasion. And I started asking myself, well, God's been trying to persuade people from the beginning of time. The question is, will you allow yourself to be persuaded? Here's the thing. Um, this is some of the things. Where my belief, here's my question of maybe like say my opening uh, idea here. Everyone has beliefs, but where'd they come from? Excuse me. Everybody has beliefs one kind or another regarding who you are, where you came from, whatever. Everybody's got beliefs. Where'd they come from? Often we meet people with different beliefs. We have our own beliefs. People have formed beliefs. One thing we have to ask ourselves is where are, where are my beliefs formed? And here's one of the biggest things I need to ask yourself. What is God trying to do? Faith is this. Write this down. It is a firm persuasion. It is a conviction based upon hearing. It is a firm persuasion. It is a conviction based upon hearing. God is basically trying to persuade you to believe him. Now, you got to remember something here. I'm going to show you this real slow. Matthew 9, 27. Don't go there. Matthew, just write these down. Write down faith is a persuasion. is a big conviction based upon hearing. I'm going to just do a little backtrack to do a little forward flip so you get this. Remember Matthew 9, 27. Two blind men came to Jesus and said, Jesus, can you help us? Jesus said, what do you want me to do? He said, can you what? Give us sight. He asked them the question of all questions. He goes, do you believe that I can do this? And the answer of the two blind men was, we believe. He said, then according to your faith, be it unto you. Jesus took beliefs and faith and used it interchangeably. We go to Thomas and we think about Thomas because Thomas is one of the guys who got a name called Doubting Thomas. I was told him in the morning service. I said, this guy's really screwed up as far as I'm concerned because he's got some issues in his thinking because as far as I would know, if it, like we were in a room and it was like, I was I kid around, it was Paul, Jerry, Evan, and, and you know, Dennis, and you guys were there and I left and these guys said, hey, Jesus came walking through the wall. He was actually here. I'd be like, come on guys, maybe I didn't see it, but are you really telling me the truth? I would look at the guys that I've been hanging around with and go, well, I trust you. I can believe that. I maybe not had seen it, but I could believe your testimony of what you told me. So this guy's got real head case problems. I don't know what's up with him. That's why he's probably got the label doubter. I'm not saying he didn't do great things, but praise God, whatever. He should have been a little bit more with the program. Why? Because if you guys would tell me you've seen it, I'd believe your character. This guy's really in a stretch of sight. He gets labeled Doubting Thomas because you know the older story. Jesus said to him real simply, he said, hey, look. He said, Thomas, I heard what you said. He said, take your hands, take your fingers, touch my side, reach in the hither here, see if it's not true what I said to you. And he said these words. He said, don't be doubting, but be believing. Don't be faithless is how he really channeled it. He said, don't be faithless, but be believing. So Jesus uses faith and belief interchangeably all throughout the Bible. I showed it to you the first week with the video, right? Faith and belief, faith and belief, faith and belief, faith and belief. So write this down real simple. Faith is simply what you believe. That's for my new people this week, okay? Faith is simply what you believe. Now, your beliefs need to be formed by the word of God, okay? That's where your beliefs need to be formed by. If the word of God, write this down, if the word of God is not forming your beliefs, your flesh is. I have an opinion about the word of God. I don't really care about your opinion about the word of God. I love you, but I could care less. I'm not saying that meanly. I think the Bible says this. The Bible rightly divides itself. You don't have to think nothing about it. It's black and white. There ain't no gray matter in the Bible. It's 
point blank. You understand? Well, I think this is what it says. Well, guess what? You might think wrong. Just read it, rightly divide it, and say, hey, this is what Jesus said about it. Now, you might not like it. You know what I mean? You might not like it, but that don't mean what you, that it's not true. You know what I'm saying? You might not want to accept the truth of it, but that doesn't mean it's hard to understand. It's simple. Whether you're going to change or not, most people argue the fact of their opinion because they don't want to conform to the authority of the word of God. So they try to do it. And then all those people screaming, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to do it. Well, that's because you're rebellious. You should have been here last month when I tried to get rebellion out of all of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. No, 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 no. You need to get rid of that stuff. Because the Roman centurion had a great figure. Let me tell you something about that guy. That guy's a one-time hearer. You better understand this. He ain't no multiple understanding of hearing. He's a one-time hearer. But he postured himself in a place of submission to authority and got great faith like nobody's seen on the earth. You better hear me. Listen to what I'm saying here. The Roman centurion came in and said that he was not worthy for Jesus to come into his home. It wasn't about the humility of being like, I'm a nobody. He said, sir, I subject myself unto you and your word. When he was talking the posture of humbling himself, he was submitting himself to the man that had the word in his mouth. I know that you're a man of authority, and I what? I humble myself under what you said, you ain't even got to come lay hands. Just speak the word. I'm so far under your authority right now that whatever you say will come to pass because I understand how this operation works. He understood the law of it. He said, I'm a guy. He understood. I'm somebody that tells somebody to go, they go. I tell somebody to come, they come. I could tell you're the same kind of guy, and I now have postured myself under you, and the minute you posture yourself under, you go over. That's what he said. He knew it. He knew it. He said, look, Jesus said, man, look, guys, you guys been with me a long time. This guy's got faith I ain't never even seen, not even all in Israel. 20 minutes ago, you didn't even know it was the will of God to come heal this dude. How many times did he hear? He was no multiple hearer. He didn't know. He came in there and said, all right, but what'd he do? How'd he get great faith? Now, think of this. It wasn't because he heard. It wasn't because he heard and heard. And heard, and heard, and heard, and heard, and heard. His faith didn't grow. His faith didn't grow. His faith didn't grow by hearing. You know what worked? The minute he heard, he humbled himself. The minute he heard, he subjected his whole entire being unto what he heard and came under it no matter what. Didn't look to sense of nothing. Didn't look to the senses for nothing. Just say, whatever you say, that's what will come to pass. Just speak the word, and my servant will be made whole. Jesus said, man, this guy's faith is off the rail. Faith like this I ain't never even seen before. Why? Because I don't have to persuade him any longer. There's no persuasion this guy needs. He's perceived that he's got it. There's nothing else I got to say. And here's the craziest part. He didn't have to say anything after it, and he didn't even have to do nothing. He said, your word's good enough. How you get to that place? You get so far under it, just say it. But you see, when you come out, when you're not that far under it, you don't get over. You need convincing. And Jesus is okay with convincing us, but the, fir- the better, the faster you get submitted unto the word of God, the faster your life's going to take off like a rocket. You see it? Because humility is yielding from my own opinion. That's the key. It's submitting myself from my own opinion. I'm not going to lift my opinion up. I'm going to subject my opinions and take the opinions of the word of God. Persuasion. You ready for this? So this one's going to be totally different in the morning, so it's okay. Put them together. Okay? This will be good. Number one, persuasion. Okay? Do, can you be persuaded by the word of God? But most people might resist persuasion. I want to show you something here that I think is really cool, and I want you to go to Romans 4, 17. You all know this, okay? Go to Romans 4, 17. You're going to see this. Romans 4, 17 is clear about Abraham, okay? He says these words. He says, as, I, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before whom he even believed, even God, whom quickened the dead. He believed God. You see that? 
he, whom he believed God, and call those things that be not as though they were. Keep going, verse 18, okay? Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Hope is formed from the word of God. Hope is a great waiter, but a lousy, a lousy finisher, okay? Hope is future tense all the time. Faith is now. Remember this, this is, a, this is something for you to check. If it's not now, you ain't in faith yet. If it's gonna happen, you ain't in faith yet. If it's gonna happen, you ain't in faith yet. You're hoping. Hope, hope doesn't produce what faith can produce. You understand? Who against hope believed in hope, okay? That he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. Abraham lived off what was spoken about him. The day your life changes is the day you stop living off of what you think about you, but you start believing what was spoken about you. Something happens in that thing. Something happens in that moment. Who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. He looked and seen what was spoken and believed what was spoken about him. That's your whole life's about. Can you believe what's been spoken about you? Not what you think about you. Keep going. Watch this. Right? So shall thy seed be, and not being weak in faith. Now, you got to get something here, right? You got to think about this. Weak faith, weak faith considers. Write that down. Weak faith considers the circumstances. Write that down. Weak faith considers circumstances. Okay? Weak faith considers circumstances. Weak faith starts looking at the situation. You cannot look at changed circumstances to tell me whether your faith's working. Can't. Circumstances might not change. Don't ever look at changed circumstances to tell me whether your faith's working. It'll make you quit. You know what I'm saying? Say, so, man, this thing, this marriage ain't getting no better. It's getting worse. Why well, going to go to that marriage seminar? Why well, going to speak kind words? I don't care what you see. You know what I'm saying? My money don't look right. I don't care. Nothing mean you stop giving. My body, the doctor told me I'm worse. Who cares? What's he know? You know what I'm saying? He don't know. He don't know what God knows. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep doing what you know to do, even when you, what you're doing don't look like it's working. So would you write that down? Weak faith considered. Now let me tell you something. Once faith's been released, then we're going to figure out whether it grows or not. This is where it grows, right here. Because watch this. Grows in its fulfillment of finishing. Watch, I'm going to show you. Being not weak in faith, considered now not his own body now being dead, neither that he was 100 years old. So weak faith does what? Considers, and watch this. It considers the circumstances and staggers at the promises of God. Write that down. Staggers at the promises of God. You know what that means? Starts vacillating with, well, maybe God, maybe it ain't. Nah, nah, it ain't no maybes with the word of God. Keep going. No show to it. Being not weak, considered not his own body dead, go. And then this Sarah's room, go. Staggered not, thank you. Staggered not at the promise. Write that down. Weak faith staggers at promises. Does that make sense? What, what do you say that is? Unbelief. Staggered not at the promise of God through what? Unbelief. Staggering is a form of unbelief. You know what staggering means? You ever see somebody get punched in a fight? The guy staggers? That's you with the promise. I don't know, maybe it ain't happening. No, it's happening. You ain't staggering. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't getting messed up. Staggered not of the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. See that? Now I'm gonna tell you something about this growing of faith. Here's the only place it grows. You ready for this? It don't grow like no seed. This is nonsense. This, I don't know what everybody talk about. I don't really care. That's why God gotta give me a global platform. He's gonna give me a global platform. I'm gonna get a global platform to change the world. You better get ready. You watch. Watch, watch, watch. I don't, I don't care about nothing but the truth. This thing ain't growing. It's strengthening or weakening. That's the only place it's growing in you. It's either you're starting to slip on this stuff because you're getting soft. Because you're looking by sight and sense to tell me whether it's working. And your mouth's getting quiet because you don't keep it filled with faith-filled promises. You're the determining factor whether it's strong or weak. Not God. Stop blaming God for your lack of responsibility or what you're not doing. Stay on this thing like a tiger. I don't understand none of it. I don't need to understand it. I'm going to keep saying it. 
You see it? It ain't about growing. It ain't about growing. It's about are you staggering? Are you strengthening it? Or are you getting weak in it? Are you getting weak in it? I tell you, you want to know how you, number one way to tell whether you're getting weak in it? Watch your mouth. See what your mouth's saying. Write that down. Watch your mouth. See what your mouth's saying. Put that down. These young kids taking notes is cool. Write that down. You do what I'm telling you, 25 years from now, you'll be flipping the world upside down, all you young people. I wish to God I knew what I knew now when I was your age. All your friends that think you're crazy for going to church, they're nuts. I'm telling you, listen to me, man. I know what I'm doing. I've been around for a minute. These go, oh, you know, why you go to church? You go, your mama make you go to church. I tell those little, I tell these two, the little ones are different than the bigger ones. The little ones, I said, you, man, you stay around this stuff long enough, something's bound to get in. Man, you know, you, they, they might laugh at you today for going, but when you pull up with that ride, where'd you get that ride? Your daddy buy you that? No, my faith bought me that. Your daddy got that? Where'd your daddy get that? No, no, my faith got it. What you got on there? You kind of clothes you got on there. My faith got that. You don't think it works? These little jokers I was telling them from day one, I said, you want it? You got to sew it first. That don't make no sense to a normal kid out there. Sew it. I was like, yeah, you want them shoes? You got to sew shoes. No, I'm telling you, missing me, man. This is how you do kids learn this stuff now? I'm telling you, that's how you learn it. That's a little bunny trail, but it's worth it. Next time they give you a hard time about going, you tell them, man, you won't be the best of the best. Go be like Jesus. You know what I'm saying? He staggered down at the, you see what I'm saying? So it was weak or strong, it wasn't grow or decrease. You see it? How is it getting weak? See? So they say this, so they say, so if something's growing, right? And I'm not knocking the grow thing. Just hear what I'm saying. Okay? I understand it grows. It grows in this, meaning like this. It's either getting weaker or it's getting stronger. That's the only place this stuff is growing. Because it's coming to pass is already done. So now where are you at? Because you're, the, you better get this. You are the determining factor whether God can do it, not God. Somebody say, well, you know God. No, no, no. God's waiting for you. Look what he said here. This is where it happens. Can you keep it still strong in your mouth when you can't see it? Look at your mouth meter. Your mouth meter. Look at this. True unbelief, but was strong in faith doing what? Giving glory. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? See, now where's your mouth at? You better get this. Strong faith gives God glory. Where's glory come out? Your mouth. I praise the Lord. I praise Him. Yeah, that's real tight. That's real tough praise you got in there. You see what I'm saying? If your mouth starts slipping in the place of praise, your faith's probably slipping on that promise. <laughs> you better light that up. What I just say? <laughs> if your mouth starts slipping on its praise, your faith is probably slipping on the promise. You don't want to hear me in here. This section does. I'm saying over here. Yeah, all those people over there don't want to listen to me. I got to go slow. I got to wait a minute now. Give me a minute now. I got to try to get that out again. I don't know where it is. It was in here, Tony. I can't. Sometimes I can't find this stuff again. I got to go. I can't. My head can't catch up to where I'm at. I don't even know my head can get it, all right? You got to help me, right? If my mouth starts slipping on its praise, my faith is slipping on that promise. You understand what I mean by that? I ain't excited about it no more. Yeah, that's because your faith's going out the window. You staggering. Yeah, all the lazy people don't like me right now. I ain't got no stuff. You ain't got no stuff because your mouth's jacked up. I'm going to get it all. I'm going to take your stuff. If you don't, you leave your stuff out, I'm taking it. How you like that? You leave it on the table, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to take it and wear it and show it to you and go, you should have had it, but you didn't have the faith for it because you're a big baby. You're going to go home and stagger. I ain't staggering at nothing. I'm going to go get it. You know, I told him in the morning, sorry, are you one of those blab it, grab it? I'm blab it, grab it. Don't get mad at me because you don't have it, preacher. Yes, I am. Y'all that, like, are you confessing, name it, claim it? Yeah, no, I'm a, no, yeah, I'm going to name it, claim it. Uh, yeah, what are you supposed to be, a doubt it and doubt it and dang it and ain't got it? Give me a break. You better be naming it and claiming it, speaking it and preaching it. Are you in the prospering? No, I'm into being broke and not having nothing. Shut up, man. What's wrong with people? How are you going to help somebody you broke? Hitting, I'm mad at you. You mad at me because you broke. I can get you unbroke, but I knew they were going to talk about money. 
Oh, I knew they were going to talk about money at church. They always talk about money. Money. You're probably stingy. That's why you're so caught up on money. I ain't tight. Never been tight a day in my life. I've been a giver all my life. I'm going to be a giver to the end. Praise be to God. That's why it don't bother me talking about this stuff. That's the New Jersey coming out of me. I'm a little ornery sometimes, you know what I mean? It's like, get over it. I don't really care. I come here to be your friend. I come here to teach you how to get over. And if you don't like your situation, you'll get mad about it, fed up about it, and do something about it. But if we keep you comfortable and I keep telling you about the Jesus that loves you, yeah, Jesus loves you, but he expects you to grow up and get out of situations, get over the top, break the barriers and limitations, bust your ceiling, walk in hell, be the only one in the family to turn things around. Yeah, that's the gospel I'm preaching, amen. I want to go to love you, church. Jesus loves me. Yeah, he loves you. Now get over it. That's step one. Yeah, break. Yeah, they will. Don't talk about the principles because that means I got to grow up. Don't give me no principles because that means I got to change. Don't give me no principles because that means I got to make decisions I don't want to make. And that means I got to live holy. I don't want to live holy. Oh, that's great. What do you mean you don't want to? That's what they're saying. You guys ain't them guys. Sometimes it's good just getting out in the atmosphere. You know, I like getting out in the atmosphere. It's like a bug zapper. You ever see bug zapper? We used to have those things. Florida, you probably can't have one of them. I never seen one of them here. You remember it all? Used to plug it in. It was like that thing that laid up, and all the bugs would go in there. Here, you probably like, I don't know what would happen. you probably get like a dragonfly and blow the thing up or something. But we used to plug them in, and you know, things would just be, you'd be hanging out, chilling in the back. You got them things? You got one? You got one in Oklahoma? Yeah, you got one in Oklahoma, right? You know, you got one, right? You plug it in, and the bugs would be attracted to it, and then instead of biting you, they'd get zapped. Is that cool? I throw that in the atmosphere so the bug zappers get all the devils. <laughs> so instead of these devils going and getting on you, I just kill them before they get here. I mean, hallelujah. I just throw it in the atmosphere. So all them stingy devils know that this ain't no place stingy people hang out. So they don't, they'll forget it. You can't go there. All those crazy, they, you know, they can't go to Relevant. Let's go down the road. Praise God. There's a, there's a whole bunch of churches on this road. They can take their pick. They ain't settling here. Hallelujah. Amen. You see what I'm saying, though? Know? Staggering out the promise of God. Now watch this next part. Giving glory to God. You ready for this? Watch this. Watch. 21 will set you on fire if you really catch it. Look at 21. And being fully persuaded. Who got fully persuaded? Who got fully persuaded? Abraham got fully persuaded that God was what? He was able... And being fully persuaded that what he promised, he was also able to perform. Who needed that? Abraham. And once he had that, what happened? Isaac showed up. Was God waiting for God to move? No, God was waiting for Abraham to believe. And you want to know where it happened? It happened in Genesis 17, 1, where he said, who in the world are you? He said, I'm El Shaddai. That's who I am, bro. Who the heck are you, dude? And he said, I am Abraham, the dense one. He said, yeah, well, I am the almighty God. I am the God who can do anything at any minute of the time. Do you believe me now? He said, I am El Shaddai or El Shaddai. What's that? I am the God that can do anything he wants to do when he wants to do it. Do you believe me now, kid? And he said, because he just came out to ask him, dude, how am I going to know who I am? He said, go look at the stars in the sky. Am I persuaded you yet? He said, go get a bull oxen and axe and bring it over here. I'm going to talk covenant. Have I persuaded you yet? I got all day. Every question you got. God, I got an answer, Abraham. Because faith is a persuasion. He'd been trying to persuade. He took them children to Israel. They were dense as a rock. He said, go look at this land. It's flowing with milk and honey. I'll give it to you. Can I persuade you to step into my promised land? Can I persuade you to step into my promised land? Can I persuade you? Have I persuaded you enough? Did I do enough miracles? I got a stinking rock that follows you in the desert and water comes out of it. Are you persuaded yet? I got Chick-fil-A falling out of the sky in the morning. I got steak flying out in the afternoon. Are you persuaded yet? I got a raven showing up at a river with lunch in his mouth. Are you persuaded yet? I parted a Red Sea. Are you persuaded yet? Are you persuaded yet? Have I done enough to show you that I'm God? Are you done asking questions and walking? I've defeated your enemies. I brought you. Get in. Get up off the wine press, boy, and take a trumpet and a lamp. Are you small? Are you stoned? What? A trumpet and a lamp and go fight a battle against an army. Are you gone? Have I persuaded you that I can do what I want to do? When You seeing this? 
Jehoshaphat, go stand there against four armies of the Lord that are against you. They got military attire that are going to dominate and destroy you. In the natural, but just shout, it'll work out. <laughs> what? 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 He told me, he said, he said, blow the trumpet. <laughs> and your enemies will fall before you. Joshua, yeah. Take them jokers with you and circle the building seven times. Just keep going around. Just go around and shout when I tell you shout. Don't talk until I tell you shout. But on the last time, give a yell. Watch the wall fall down. Are you persuaded yet? Man, I'm going to tell you right here now. The first miracle would have been enough for me. You know what? But ask yourself, are you persuaded yet? You know what I'm saying? The first one you think would have been enough. Jesus walking on water would have did it for me. That's trippy, bro. I'm done. All right? Whatever else this dude say, let's just go with it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Are you persuaded yet? The whole thing is about persuading you to believe that who he is, he is, he is. He's got no problem answering your questions. But have you become, and being fully persuaded? I used to read it backwards. God can perform what he had promised when you become fully persuaded. That's what it is. You can read it backwards. This ain't some like, see, remember back in the day you used to play records backwards with demonic or something? That ain't one of them things. <laughs> you guys got to lighten up. You're too tight in here. Come on, man. Did you get that? Did you get that? Did you get... <laughs> Are you... He just said, oh, my God, we read the word of God backwards. Does that mean we're... No, read it. It's... I'm trying to get you to get it. God can perform. You see this? God can perform his promises that he promised unto you when you're fully persuaded. That's what he did. He, when Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised he could perform, he got it. So are we waiting for God? No, God's waiting for you to believe him. And once you believe him, you're done. See, that's why that centurion, let me tell you what, you want to know, know, know the trigger point to that? You will, <laughs> this is so good. The minute you become submitted in your place to the authority around you, you ain't even got to worry about the element of faith. Everything's autopilot. It's, God, that's just scary. It's so scary. You can't, you can't even explain it. Some people think, like, see, this is what people think. Well, you know, that's all about. No. The minute you get so submitted to authority, you become the greatest man of power you've ever been in your life. Because there's no decisions you have to make anymore, or is there anything you have to do? I'm so far under, I'm only going to go over. Does that make sense? The Roman centurion tapped into it. He said, man, this is easy. This cat's going to do all the work. I just got to get under it. He has the ability to do. I have the ability to believe. Once I get under, it's a done deal. Did you get it? But people think, I'm giving something, I'm giving something up. You ain't giving nothing up. You ain't giving nothing up. You're getting over. You understand? Yeah, man, it's all on there. <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. It's good. This cat walking around like, I don't even, can you heal this joker? He's sick. He's dying. Jesus like, yeah, I'm, oh, cool. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Whatever. Yeah, cool. I'm under you, bro. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, he said, he said, he said, I'm under you. So I'm, I'm under you. So talk. Whatever, yeah, whatever the guy said, I got this. Go. Dude, he didn't have to think no more because he knew the guy he was under could perform what he said. Get, once you get, say it, I don't got to understand it. Just speak it. Let me show you something here. That was where we were at, Romans 10. See, this is what people don't understand. Faith is formed in the heart. Go to Romans 10. I got so much stuff in here, I ain't even going to get to it. It's like 12 o'clock. Turn around this place, time flies. Right? Go to Romans 10. Remember Romans 10, 8? Did you get that, though? What is God trying to do? Persuade you. Did you get that? Is that cool? He's persuading you with promises. You understand that? So just get persuaded. Just believe him. Because faith, remember faith, faith comes by what? Hearing. But guess what? Hearing ain't enough. What was Thomas? He was a doubter because he was a rejecter of what he heard. Write that down. Thomas's doubting was based upon the rejecting of hearing. You are labeled a doubter every time you reject what you hear. Write that down. You see that? Why Thomas get hammered for being doubting Thomas? He was a rejecter of what he heard. Doubter, you get labeled a doubter the minute you become a rejecter of what you hear. So don't reject what you hear, accept it. Even if you don't understand it, go, okay, I'm not going to reject it. I, I, I don't know how in the world this dude's going to do it. Because remember this, write this down. Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. Did you get that? And Ken Hagen said that back in the day. But I'm going to show you why that's so important. Because you've got to get this now. 
Because it all, Romans 10, Romans 10, 10 and Mark 11, 23 and 24 go together so strong, it's unbelievable. It's totally believable, but you get it. Okay, you pull this in, okay? So Romans 10, 10, you got this? For what the heart man believeth unto, and what the mouth confession is made unto. So I've been telling you this, faith is two places. You got it? It's in your mouth and in your heart. Faith is in your heart. Faith is in your mouth. Doubt's in your head. Doubt's in your head. Got it? Now, you got to understand this now. Really important. I'm going to say this forever. I don't really believe doubt gets in your heart. Okay? I don't believe that at all. But your heart has the capacity to touch your solar side. So your solar side will really pull you into the intellect and is dangerous. In your spirit side, it's not going to go near there. But it'll affect what you could spiritually conceive because it's tangled up with your place to believe. Because if you take ownership, this is how people get depressed. They take ownership of their thoughts that are not theirs. This is why you could reroute anybody's head that pays attention. I could change what you feel and change what you feel. I guarantee you this. I bet you, I, I, I don't know this, but I guarantee you. People say, oh, your head's wired. I can rewire your head naturally if you do what I tell you to do spiritually. I guarantee you to work. I, I don't know what they say to do to reprogram. Didn't they tell you it's like 60 days to reprogram your head? You put grooves in your brain or something like that? Who is that lady? Yeah, isn't it 60? You know what I'm talking about? Is it 60 days? Less than that, but you regroove your head, right? You reroute your head. It's like a, it's like a your plow. You ever see a plow in the field? They plow like, your head's like that. Your brain, I'm not no neurological scientist, obviously. Come on. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying in your brain, you got tracks your brain runs on. Am I right? You know what I'm saying? Electrically, your head works like this. I'll recircuit your head, bro. Yeah, I'll recircuit your head. But you got to put the work in. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you take an ownership of thoughts that are not, everything in between your ears ain't your idea. It ain't you. Stop taking ownership of it. It ain't you. Don't put no faith in it. That's the devil's number one trick. He told Adam, you think you're this? He knew that he knows he can't beat you. He tries to get you to believe lies about you. That's all this is. He tries to get you to input faith in lies that he speaks about you and take ownership of stuff that ain't got nothing to do with you. And one of those crazy? Whatever it is, I'm going to let somebody, somebody get free right here. You better pay attention to this. But I did it. Yeah, but it ain't you no more. I'm going to chuck a chair right now. I'm going to throw something. Pulpit. I'm strong enough to do it. <laughs> you didn't hear me. But I did it. Yeah, but guess what? I've been forgiven for it. <laughs> ah, and the devil's that jerk. He's like, look at this picture. Look at you. It was you. It was me. He got me on video. Audio, video, all of it. I care less. I don't care. He said, look, it's you. I said, yeah, it was me. But guess what? I'm new. <laughs> that ain't me. You can't put, you try to, look, you can't pin the rap on me. I've been acquitted. I'm going to run around the church. I'm going home. If you don't start shouting, I'm going to leave. I'm just leaving. I'm going to mic drop and go. You didn't hear a word I said. Or you, I'm too fast for you today. Pull me in. Don't try to get everybody to come with me. Some of them just ain't that sharp. Leave them there, all right? Just give me the most. You can't pin this on me. I've already been quit, acquitted. We got video. Yeah, I know. You got video, audio, and that's me. And yeah, I did do that. And that was me. And you got the video and the film and the tape and eyewitnesses. But I got news for you. It's all under the blood. It's all under the blood. I might be as dumb as a rock and do it again, but that's under the blood too. Because he forgave me yesterday and today. For sooner or later, I'm going to catch up to who I am. <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. Sooner or later, I'm going to catch up to who I am. You might just, hey, I might still be in process. Just leave me alone for a little bit. I'll work it out sooner or later. I'll work it out sooner or later. I'm getting better. Someone's like, what, what is he screaming about? Is he, is he excited? Why is he so excited? Why are you, you know why he's so excited? Because it was me. It was me on the video. It was me on those things in between you. It was you getting stupid high and drunk and acting like an idiot. It was you living like the devil, the Antichrist. It was you shooting dope. It was you drinking out of your mind. It was you sleeping out. It was, it was you. But guess what? He acquitted you. What you mean acquitted me? He paid the price. He hung on the cross. He paid the ransom. All those pictures of your past and the video in your head, I got news for you. It was you. You are guilty. But guess what? He went up on the cross and said, bam, you acquitted now, baby. You ain't got to pay the price for what I paid the price for. Stop living in the mentality that you ain't got no more because it ain't you. Ain't me. Ain't me. Ain't you. 
ain't us. The blood. See what I'm saying? Ain't my idea. It's God's idea. Some of you, I would have left you in that thing a little longer and let you. <laughs> now, some of you, I, look, thank God, I, thank God we don't get to choose people's restoration or restitution for their mistakes. Who are you? Who are you? Well, you need to do this, you need to do this. No, who are you? Who are you? Who are me? Who are you? Can't. Jesus is like, I, what you meddling in business ain't your own. Leave it alone. I gave, I told him that. I said, I, I, gave, I, gave, it to, I gave it to Lindsay. I got more excited giving him my, I try to give you guys my stuff. I'm going to give you all my stuff. I'm going to write sermons and give them to you guys. You preach them and everybody say amen. I'm going to go, praise God. I don't know where he got that from, but that guy must be smart. Praise God. No. I was kidding. I was telling him, I said, I said, listen. I said, once you point out the failures of other people verbally out loud, you just set yourself up for a place of failure. So just, just keep yourself covered up. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? But this is important. Now, you got to pull this in your spirit. Let's, let's look at this for a minute. And I got to let you go. I know. Look, man, it's God's idea, his acquittal system. Stay out of that thing. Don't take ownership of stuff in your head. It ain't you. But it was me. But God forgave you for it. You see what I'm saying? Stop beating yourself up. You know, I had, I had somebody, I don't, know, I don't know where they were. I don't know if they came to see me. I can't remember what it was. I had somebody the other day when it was tough. And it was, it was decisions. Yeah, I know. They're not here now. I know who it is. And it, it, it was like years ago. It was a mistake. You know what I mean? But it wound up costing somebody a lot. You beat yourself up the rest of your life over something like that. You can't do that no more. Ain't you? Well, you, maybe it was you with time in life, but ain't you now? Amen for Jesus. I got news for you. You knew every minute, so you can't catch up to yourself. Man, somebody better get that. <laughs> you need every minute. I'm a new, I'm like, new, 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 new. You can't hold me. You can't stick nothing to me. I'm like the Teflon Don. Praise be to God. You thought God, he had it going on? I really got it going. You can't stick nothing to me. You can't put nothing on me. You ain't paying attention to me. You know what I just said? Did you get me? Am I too fast? Look, I'm not picking on you people. You understand what I'm about? Teflon? Teflon roll right off you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, look at this. I got in trouble. Well, once I got in trouble here, I'm over there, so I ain't can't be tried for that. I'm new. <laughs> Are you seeing me? Did you get this? He's new. You don't take the newness away. So if I'm new and I just keep perpetually moving through time, I'm never really nowhere but now because faith is now. So if I'm, like, if I'm over there messed up, right here I can't be messed up. I just left there. So I just stay in perpetual new with God. So you can't stick nothing on me because it wasn't really me. It's the old me. Will you ever catch up to who you are? My God in heaven, you be angelic. You know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. You see what I'm saying? If you catch up to who you are in your thought and action, ooh, you, you're going to get dangerous. You're dangerous. Now look at this, right? For what the hard man believes unto righteousness and what the mouth confession is made into salvation. So what the heart does, man does what? He believes. Beliefs are formed in the heart, okay? You got to get these beliefs formed in your heart. Now, beliefs are formed in the heart for faith through the word of God. You got it? So you got to get faith-filled words to form in your heart. Here's the problem most people, they, talk, they think their speaking is going to get faith to come. Speaking don't get the faith to come. You understand know this? You understand know this? We tell you, confession, nah, confession without beliefs produces nothing. But empty words. You got to believe first, confess later. Confession isn't going to create a reality. Confession is convincing you spiritually. See, confession, God, God, listen to me, write this down. God gave you confession for your soul. You understand that? So you can reprogram your processor to who you really are. I believe confession was given you for your soul so your soul could come into agreement with what you've been spiritually made and created. So you're, when you confess the word of God, you're not convincing God about his word. He knows what his word says. You're convincing you that what God said. So confession is now creating a soul consciousness of what you've been made spiritually so you can open your soul what the spirit of God has done and stop blocking the flow. Because your soul needs to be renewed because in your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. And be ye what? Not conform, but be ye transformed. Romans 12, 1, 2, through the renewing of your mind. How you renew your mind? You renew your soul. For the saving of your soul, the engrafted word of God, which has been implanted in your soul to save it. See it? So you got to do some soul work. You know what I mean? Got to teach your soul what to do. You see there it says, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See that? 
So faith is two places in the heart and the mouth. Where did man get in trouble? In James chapter 1, he got in trouble because what? His mouth was deceiving his own heart because he wasn't saying what he was supposed to be saying. You see it? You see it? Now look at Mark 11, 23 and 24, okay? Now this is, this is, this is important now. You pay attention here. Now get this. I'm going to let you go. You got it? You don't see it? You pulling this in? Okay, get this thing. For what the heart, heart things, things are, for very silly to you, heart thing. Verily I say to you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, look your neighbor say, you do whosoever you're talking about. This ain't saying nothing. Whosoever says in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in sea. So mountains are problems, life, obstacles, stuff. Got it? See that? And shall not what? See, now doubt in the heart's dangerous. Write that down. Doubt is only dangerous when it's in the heart, not in the head. The head don't make no difference. You can't get no doubt in your heart. Now, doubt in the heart just means this. You're differing. That's what doubt in the heart means. You have a difference of opinion than what the Word of God says. See it? See it? And I'm going to tell you where I really think that is. The differing in the heart is the doubting of the heart is the difference of agreement. Lack of agreement produces lack of unity. Amos 3.3 says, how could two walk together unless they agree? So this is where you're disconnecting in your agreement with God. That's what moves you out of place in right standing with God. Not that you're the, not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus once you got saved, but you've got to stay in righteousness with God on every promise in the book. Otherwise, you slip out of position. Okay? It comes through what? And that shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall whatsoever he says. Okay? So now he said this. He said what? Whosoever shall say into the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart. So doubt in the heart is what? Differ. Same thing James says. A man that wavers in the wave of the sea goes up and down. He's all shot out. Remember we talked about that? That's what different means. He vacillates. He goes, oh, maybe it's God, maybe it's not, maybe it's today, maybe not. He's in and out. How does that happen? Lack of agreement. Faith can be in your, faith can be in your heart with doubt in your head. My head don't understand how. Don't worry about it. Just don't let it get in your mouth. You understand me? And the only way it's going to get in your mouth is if it got in your heart. So disconnect it. Don't go there in the belief system. Okay, now watch this. It's important. Okay? Now watch this. It's really good. Now just pull this in. Faith has to be developed in the heart. Correct? James said this. He said, look, he said, man, if you start speaking stuff that your heart don't agree with, you're going to deceive yourself. He said, you look in the perfect law of liberty and walk away and forget what man or man you are, and then your mouth starts talking, nah, I'm broke. What do you mean you broke? Jesus said, you're rich. Now you're talking broke. Well, my words ain't that important. Your words are putting you over or under, man. Watch your mouth. It's a law. Hey, I got news for you. Write this down. Confession is a law whether you believe it or not. Oh, there you go. How many of you don't believe in gravity? Yeah, there you go. Like that now? That's what you do with your mouth. It's a law of confession. Okay, so check this out now. We're, we're wrapping it up, right? So confession is a law. So how in the world is my mouth broke, sick, coming, also coming out your mouth? Coming out your mouth. Now watch this now. Go slow now. It might not be your ultimate belief, but it is your belief in the moment. That's why pressure is miserable because you're bound to say anything in the middle of pressure, and you dangerous there, man. That's why you got to be quiet. I'm going to tell you something, you something funny about faith. You can't even look at your mouth to tell me sometimes where your faith's at because you might just be having a bad day and talking God knows what kind of nonsense. You with me there? But that's the best day to shut up because you're probably putting this thing on a slow processor because pressure, nobody like I want to say what I want to say. I'm so mad today. You know what I'm saying? Because Abraham did that. Abra Abraham did that too. Abraham did. He's like, I'm so tired of waiting. Just created an Ishmael. Him and Sarah screwed up. They created Ishmael because they couldn't wait on a promise. Pressure will make you do stuff that you don't even care about the consequences in the moment because you so want to get out of pressure, you do any stupid thing. It's true. So don't get all whacked out. Just chill out. You don't need no ish, man. We still got that nonsense to deal with today. You see what I'm saying? So stay slow. Okay, pull this and just pull in your spirit. Now read this thing right here. And shout out down his heart. 
but say, I don't believe which things he says. Now I'm talking about. What you mean? What you mean? I say. You better get there. God didn't tell you to believe what he said. He used to believe, you believe what you say. You look at that. That's why you got to stop lying. Because your mouth ain't got no value to you, it ain't going to have no value in heaven. Because you don't believe what you say. Shall have whatsoever he said. Now, you put the word of God in there, good. But he didn't even say that. Because look, 24 will jack you all up. Keep reading. Therefore, I say what things soever you desire. Oh, here we go now. Your desires connected to the word of God believed in your mouth. Jesus, you want to have it. That's why I don't get mad at somebody else's desires and your desires. And your business with somebody's desiring. But if it's their desire and they got faith for it, they can get it. Oh, my God in heaven. You see that? Are you persuaded yet? You have faith in what you say. So what's that mean? I'm only going to say what I want to see. I'm persuaded. You see it? You should have whatsoever you say. What you mean what I say? Who in the world are you? I'm the man with faith-filled words. Come on, you see it? That's what he was showing you. He just showed you what faith is. Why? You want to know how this all happened? Let God in heaven help us. You want to know how this happened? I'm going to let you go now. You ready for this? You want to know how this happened? Mark eleven twenty. Peter showed, this is where he cursed the fig tree. Jesus walked by and he said, have the, go to Mark eleven twenty. He said, have the faith of God. Peter freaked. Jesus walked by and said, he went to a fig tree looking for figs at a time when figs should not grow. That don't make no sense. He's talking about developed faith. Jesus sees the fig tree and said, curse that fig tree and wither it and die. Peter's like, whatever. Tree looks alive to me, man, and cursed it. Okay. Next day they go walk about and they see the fig tree dead. Peter freaks. Oh, man, that fig tree. In the morning as they pass by, you're cool, go there, 20. And in the morning, and in the morning when they pass by, the fig tree was dried up from the roots. Peter got all shocked. Jesus like, I ain't shocked, but I say it comes to pass, bro. You shocked because you don't understand how to work the God and the faith I got, but I'm showing you here. But pass by the fig tree dried up from the roots. Look at 21. And Peter, calling the remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And he said, Okay, look at 22. And Jesus answered him and said, Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. What's the God kind of faith do? 23. He's showing you the God kind of faith. You could read, I'm going to read it a little different. The God kind of faith is this. When you say unto something to be removed or you speak anything out of your mouth that you believe with your heart, you're going to see it come to pass. Out of your mouth. And those things that you desire, when you pray, you're going to believe you receive then. Man. You know what that means? God puts you on the same playing field he's on it. But I got to understand the laws of this thing. It's really faith formed in the heart, but it needs to be. Re you release faith by two places, words and actions. But see, the church gets ahead of themselves. They will move in words and actions, and they expect things to change. We didn't teach you right. Ain't my fault. You got to believe first. Then words and actions. I'd rather you take more time believing for a season than moving in words and actions because words and actions ain't going to produce the results without beliefs. Beliefs need to be formed first before they can ever be released. Most people have premature beliefs and then they abort the project because they don't have the faith to stand out after it's been released. See what I'm saying? Everybody got a problem with release beliefs. Peter had a problem sinking in the lake. Bid me come. Come. You remember we talked about that? Let me come out there in the water. Come on out. Don't blame me. You can't stay out here. It wasn't my idea for you to come out here. You wanted it. You desired it. You came out here. You're out here now. No, it's like it makes a great Bible story, but he's like, why are you falling in the lake? Oh, ye a little faith. He picks him up out of the lake all wet. And he said, what? He said, have some faith, bro. See, there's things you want to realm in the spirit with, and you want it. And I understand. And listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting it and desiring it. God wouldn't give it to you. He didn't want you to have it. He wouldn't have told you. He wants you to have it. Here's the thing, develop your face before you step out on it, because once you do, you'll be able to see it come to pass. And after he was fully persuaded that what he promised could come to pass, he received it. Are you persuaded yet? Come on, stand up on your feet. You should be. And if not, you work on your persuasions because you're persuaded. Because here's the thing, I'm going to say something really, this is good. Your persuasions will eventually become your convictions. You see what I mean by that? And then once you're full, man, once you get there, you're going to kill this thing. You got this thing. You got it? All right. Just lift your hands to heaven. You pull that in. You feel good about it? Amen.
Just pull your just pull your hand. Just lift your hands to heaven. Just say this out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you. Helping me for helping me. My faith walk. I believe. I receive next level faith. Now I know faiths are formed by my beliefs. Help me believe. Let me see and let me know and work on my system of beliefs. I'm persuaded. I'm fully persuaded that what you said you could do, you can do. Thank you, Father, for helping me now. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.